guys, welcome back to Level with Shania. Happy New Year, happy Sunday. I hope you guys are all well and you've had a wonderful New Year's Eve and you're having a wonderful New Year's Day. I definitely had a good New Year's Eve slash New Year's morning because I was just surrounded by so much love. I feel so happy and optimistic about life and this year. And a part of me feels like my actual New Year's is on my birthday, which is February 8th. But I am still treating today as the start of something new, new beginnings, new day, new blessings, new money, new bitch. I'm joking. <laughs> I want to say new bitches. I'm joking. I'm just like on a high. You know, when you've just had a really good few days or a good night or good breakfast or a good whatever, you just feel really high from it. Like you feel high on life. And I'm definitely in that mental state and I'd say a huge part of me feeling as good as I feel right now is me talking would be from me finally talking about the things that I've been wanting to speak about and I feel so free because I feel like deep down I've always wanted to be that person who would speak on issues or things that I felt were important and felt weren't being spoken about as much as it should be spoken about. So um, if you don't know or don't follow me elsewhere, I have started recording YouTube, YouTube videos again. And the three videos that I have uploaded recently have been around um, just like following spirit and speaking my truth and I also shared a testimony of what happened to me as a child so if you haven't watched those those videos sorry I don't know why I keep like <laughs> glitching if you haven't watched those videos please feel free to my youtube name is Kenya Shania um, I'd really appreciate it if you watch my content if you don't like it don't feel obliged to continue watching or subscribing or liking like I do not want to think about anything regarding statistics because I just want to follow spirit and do what I feel called to do and spirit told me that I need to speak my truth like I need to live my truth like authentically and stop shying stop being shy or stop being stop um having self-doubt surrounding my purpose and for years, I have known that my purpose is to break generational curses. I was trying to think of another way to say that because I feel like, yeah, I'm a generational curse breaker, but I'm so much more than that. But that is definitely one thing that I know I do very, I'd say very gracefully. Um, I'm definitely here to like, wake people up like how do I say this to influence people to find the deeper meaning of their life I don't want to say the deeper meaning of life because what is really the meaning of life I feel like we are all given the free will to create the meaning of life for ourselves and I feel like I have done that I've I have seen the change in people's perspectives just by me 
being around them and living my truth so authentically and that feels so good and I never really think about it or reflect on it because it, I just do it indirectly but God told me <laughs> that this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I need to be conscious of me doing this so now I'm being more hands-on with actually doing things and saying things that I know will help others live their truth as well and of course I'm still on my own journey I'm never not going to be on my own journey so you know there's things that I probably haven't really faced that I will eventually face while I'm on this healing journey so I'm very excited about you know continuing this journey of just like following my heart like just slowly following my heart and saying fuck it to everything everything that doesn't serve me that is in the way of my growth is going to be released and I'm just going to say fuck it to to fear to self-doubt to lack mindset all of that like I am not acknowledging anything that does not serve my highest being um I have been reading a lot and the reason why I said I'm saying fuck it is because I read a book called Fuck It Therapy that was actually given to me like two years ago by someone someone that was dating actually and I don't believe that he gave me in good faith. I think he gave me, he gave me two books, Fuck It Therapy and another fuck it book from the same author i'm actually going to search um the book so i can actually tell you guys um so i can actually help you guys find it if you want to read it as well so the book i read is fuck it therapy the profane profound way to no profane way to profound happiness by John Parkin, and I was given another book, but I, I haven't fully read it anyway, so there's no point in sharing it. The other book I read, <laughs> I'm going to share it, is Fuck It. I mean, the other book I have that I need to read, I'm actually reading it right now, is called Fuck It, The Ultimate Spiritual Way by the same author, John Parkin. So I read the one that came after it, Fuck It Therapy, I think there's three books. So essentially this book is about just living life the way you want to live it. And the author encourages us to say fuck it to things that are in the way of us living the life we want to live. And for me, the book was, it was a decent read. I feel like it was things I already knew or it was a way I was already living to a certain extent. So it kind of just reinforced what I already believed in. Um, I would recommend it if you're not <laughs> at a point of saying fuck it and just doing what you want to do and not like letting fear hold you back. Of course, there's things that I have yet to do because I have been afraid to do it. But I feel like quitting my job, um, moving out of my mum's house, um sharing what I recently shared about um, my childhood. All those things are ways that I have said fuck it to um, my fear. So 
I can say that I do live that way somewhat. I'd say I like 75% of me lives in a fuck it way. So I do recommend that book if you're trying to be more fearless or open to life, like open to the possibility that you can live the life that you want. And I also read a book called Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. And this book, I can confidently say, has changed my life because, one, it the conversations that this man was having with God... So the book is about this guy who... Um, the author, he is having a conversation with God, literally. So the whole book is just him having a conversation with God. And he's asking God questions that he felt needed to be answered for himself but it's also questions that most people have and I definitely have or have had in the past and I feel like the answers that were given to him were answers that I feel that I feel in my heart and deep down I believe these things like I resonated so much to this book and it has just, you know, when you have, I understand why people want to feel validated because I felt like that book validated my being. It validated everything I believe about myself and about the world and about life. So if you're curious about, you know, life, about God, about um, anything regarding spirituality and things like that I definitely recommend that book it's honestly a nice book a lovely book nice doesn't even do it any justice um and to uh, to be honest that author has been accused of blasphemy because I don't know why um to be fair Tristan told me <laughs> Tristan told me that that was the case because it actually is Tristan's book but I haven't researched it. And to be fair, I don't really care about those opinions of people who... <laughs> from people who think that the book is blasphemous. Because I don't believe it's blasphemous. And I feel like a lot of people um, say things are blasphemous because they don't fit their idea of what God or godliness is. And I'm just going to say... I believe that we're all gods in our own right. So I would never think that someone who says they're a god is being blasphemous because I think God shows up everywhere. Like, everything is God. Everyone is God. God is everywhere. And there's a reason why we can't... I believe there's a reason why we can't draw God. We cannot draw this entity because... We are already looking at God everywhere. When we look in the mirror, we're looking at God. That's what I believe. Um, and the book kind of says that in with some of the answers that are given to this man in this book. Um, and after reading that book, I really tuned into myself. And I was able to hear God speaking to me. And God said that I need to use my mouth and share the things that need to be shared in this world and as I am healing from being abused as a child I realised that this might sound very controversial but being 
molested, sorry, trigger warning, it's too late now. <laughs> Being molested by your uncle is not an experience that is exclusive to me. And it's not exclusive to me in my family as well. I know, I know that there have been other black women, black girls in my family that have been abused by their close relatives. But it's it's been hush-hush, like, no one talks about it. You know, they talk about it in, like, while they're gossiping or in gist, in jest, sorry. Gist, <laughs> while they're gisting, yeah. But no one actually has these conversations. And I'm not saying that, you know, that happened to me because I was supposed to, you know, spread awareness and be an activist who you know, is actively working on stopping this from happening, essentially. I'm not saying that's why it happened, but for me to... In order to help me heal, I realised that I had to see what happened to me as a circumstance that wasn't ideal, but not see it as a circumstance that was created to to kill my spirit, to um, make me live a bad life. Like, that didn't happen to me as a child so that I can go the rest of my life being unhappy and um, feeling disgusted by my sexuality, um, not feeling loved, not feeling worthy, not feeling protected. Like, that didn't happen to me so that I could feel those things. I believe that it happened to me because... Of so many reasons, like there's so many reasons. You can't, we can't sit in here and say that, oh, Kenya was molested because. Let me just throw things out there that aren't exclusive to me in this situation. Let me not pers- um, make it personal. We can't say that someone is sexually abused because they're wearing a skimpy outfit or that they were being flirty or um, they were being promiscuous. I also think we can't say this person is sexually abused because the sexual abuser is a monster. Um, We can say things like this sexual abuser has no self-control, doesn't know how to control their sexual desires, feels enabled by rape culture and everyone that turns a turns that has a turns a oh my gosh I can't think of the term everyone that ignores these things that happen there's so many things that allow sexual abuse to happen like I said enablers rape culture lack of sexual discipline um power play like a lot of I can't I can't God knows I cannot speak from the perspective of a rapist. This is a very interesting conversation, but um, God knows I cannot speak from the perspective of a rapist, but um, I do believe that these people that do these, that sexually abuse people and force themselves onto others enjoy the power of play. They enjoy the 
the power they feel by making someone feel inferior in that moment. And that is an aspect of why these things happen because essentially ego is allowing these people to feel like they are allowed to take advantage of someone else's body. Because there's there's, there's actually people out there that don't believe that these things are wrong. And, you know, in the past, I used to think there were monsters and that they're just evil, but they're just, that's just their perspective. And I don't have that perspective. I hope you guys don't have that perspective that, you know, forcing yourself onto someone is okay. But unfortunately, there are actually people in this world that view the world so differently to how we view it. And the things that we condemn and believe are wrong are not wrong to them. And I've just had to accept that. I've just had to accept that because for me, though I'm actively speaking on these things and essentially condemning people who do this and condemning people who enable these things, I also cannot um, allow allow these people to to affect how I see the world. I can't allow them to make me believe that there's only evil people in the world and that there's no good. There's definitely good because I choose what I perceive as good and I see that all the time. Do you know what I mean? When I have been heartbroken from men in the past, I could have decided to see men as evil people or say men are trash, but that's not the truth and I know that's not the truth because whether it was platonically or romantically, I know that I have come across men that I perceived as good. So even while going through heartbreak, I always had faith in knowing that I would meet someone, whether it was a man or woman, because I have dated both, but to be honest, I have been (laughs) most heartbroken by men. So I'm going to say men. I knew that while going through heartbreak, that eventually I would meet a man that affirmed what I believe to be true, which is that I would meet a good man and I would meet my ideal man or my ideal partner. And that's the thing, like, I feel like I get really annoyed at misandry, misogyny, bigotry in general, because, or, um, let me say, well, bigotry, but bigotry that I believe stems from hurt, from pain so let me use for example someone who has dated men they may have been bisexual or just have been sexually fluid um they've had many encounters with men that weren't positive so they say fuck it i'm just gonna date women and this is the thing that annoys me because why do you think that these behave like some behaviors are just exclusive to men no sometimes it is appeared that it seems that way because men feel comfortable doing these things more than women might because they're unable to do so but essentially every act is not exclusive to agenda 
if that makes sense. So, let's say, for example, cheating. If you, if this person says men are trash because every time they date a man, the man cheats, and then they say, I'm going to date women, it's foolish to me because why do you think that cheating is just exclusive to men just because of your experiences? And now I would say to that person, change your perspective. Do you think that the reason why you keep getting cheated on is because you're dating men or let's say because you choose to ignore the red flags or you choose to date people who do not embody any ounce of loyalty? And I would ask them, why do you believe that cheating is exclusive to men? Why do you think that being disloyal is something only men can do? And then I would ask them, have you not seen disloyalty being... um, Have you not seen women being disloyal, whether it's romantically, platonically, um, financially, whatever? Like, have you not seen women be disloyal too and I'm sure they could say yeah of course I have and then from there it's really like a done conversation because I feel like from there well if you're introspective or you are able to comprehend things (laughs) things well I'm sure you would just look at that and be like well do you know what why do I think that dating women will you know stop me from being cheated on and I would hope that that person would do some self-reflection and see why they may be attracting cheaters all the time. Like, what are you doing? Are you ignoring things that show that they're capable of cheating on you? Um, I went on a tangent, but essentially I was saying that (sighs) we just have to change our perspective, really. We really have to just change our perspective and not allow experiences to change our perspective or change what we want for ourselves. It's, it links to per- perseverance as well. If you really want to get married and you're just finding it really hard dating and feeling like you're not meeting anyone who fits your standards or gives you what you want or treats you well, which are essentially all the same thing, just remixed. If you feel like you keep meeting people who aren't treating you well, but you know that you want to get married... Don't allow all these these experiences with men who or women, whoever. I'm trying to not use gender because really and truly gender does not matter. Gender isn't even real. Um, so if you keep dating people who aren't treating you well and you know that you want to get married, I prompt you not to allow these experiences to allow you to believe that you won't get married to someone who treats you well. Just see these things as experiences and use them as opportunities to learn and to see what you want, accept and what you want to accept and what you want to have. Like, but traits in these people that you don't like, say, okay, I don't want this in a, in a partner. So moving forward, when you're continuing dating, you will know that you're not going to accept this this these things that have happened with past people i hope i'm making sense i do believe i'm making sense and from there 
you know, your perspective will shift like so quickly because you will realise that you actually have the power to attract the partner that you want because you're only focusing on what you want. You're only focusing on what you want. So then you won't be going around saying people are trash or that you can't find a good person because you realise, no, I can because I'm not focusing on the people that aren't, don't fit my 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 standard. You're focusing on all the people that have the attributes you want in a partner. And it will be so much easier to attract that partner as well being as well as being the the type of partner that you want, if that makes sense. Like having the um the characteristics of your partner. Obviously if you want someone that drives, I honestly feel like you can attract like someone that drives without driving because it's not always as literal as oh be what you want to attract. Sometimes it's just believing in what you want to attract, if that makes sense. Like if you believe that you're supposed to be a passenger princess, <laughs> believe that and and stop dating <laughs> stop dating people that don't drive. Stop dating people who take the bus like and I'm not shitting on that because I don't drive. <laughs> My partner doesn't drive either. But I'm just saying that don't literally don't entertain things that are not what you want basically it's that simple don't entertain it and today it's january 1st and i have been smoking a lot recently i'm not going to lie and one of my goals for this year is to just be healthier spiritually mentally physically and i don't believe smoking will help me achieve that so I woke up feeling like I want to smoke but I immediately thought to myself is smoking doing is smoking in alignment with what I said I want for myself is smoking something that someone who is healthy would do like first thing in the morning no it's not and I literally just didn't do it (laughs) I just said okay well that doesn't make sense. Why am I living like someone? Why am I living like a person that is not me? Because that is not me. I'm a healthy person. I'm healthier. So, why am I living like someone who is unhealthy, and has unhealthy like coping mechanisms or habits? Like, why is the first thing you think of when you wake up? I want to smoke. It wasn't the first thing, but <laughs> why is some? Why is smoking a part of your morning routine? Come on, and. You can apply that to so many things, like, um, I guess, like, losing weight is, ugh, I hate that it is, okay, hate is a strong word, I dislike that losing weight is just, like, a common goal for people, because I just feel like, anyways, it's, mm, we could be here for days, but I'm not saying that you should not, um, strive to feel better in your body, or look better, depending on what you think is better, but, I just feel, I'm just that type of person, if you feel that way, like, if you feel like you want to drop some weight, just do it, like, don't wait until the new year, but anyway, um, what I was going to say is, if you're someone that wants to lose weight, like, and you find yourself doing things that are not in alignment with a person that wants to lose weight, check yourself, like, really, like, look at yourself in a moment and be like, does this even help what I'm trying to do does this even help the process of trying to lose weight no so why am I doing it why am I going to McDonald's one of the things that I said I'm 
um, doing this year is not eating McDonald's. Like, I'm not. Because, one, I really don't like it that much. And two, I just feel like I need to break the cycle. I don't eat KFC. And I don't eat a lot of um, fast food. Fast food. from I don't eat from a lot of fast food chains. And I think McDonald's is, like, the last one that I need to cut off. And I said I'm not eating it this year. I didn't say I'm done eating it forever. But I think if I can do this whole year, then I can just continue doing that. Anyway, I'm definitely going on a tangent. Um, I just want to end by saying that life is beautiful if we want it to be. And just as I can choose who I want to be, you can choose who you want to be. And all it takes is one action at a time to actually be who you want to be. So don't beat yourself up and feel like you need to just transform your life in 30 days. Like, take baby steps like do one thing a day or a month or whatever however um whatever duration you want to do just um do things once at a time um once at a time does that make sense one step at a time (laughs) and eventually it will just contribute to the person that you manifested yourself to be and it really is that simple. Don't oh, I think us human beings we over complicate things when they really are simple. What did Lauren Hill say? What did Lauren Hill say? It could all be so simple. Literally, literally. You can you can have what you want. You can actually be who you want if you just be just be delusional. I'm gonna end this episode by saying be delusional. Because life is not real. Life is actually what we perceive it to be. So <laughs> perceive yourself to be whoever you want. 